everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Nothing But Locks podcast. I'm your host, Ali Melnigi, accompanied by my favorite co-worker, Robert Kowalski. How you doing today, Robert? Ali, I can't think of anyone better to be sipping my coffee with than yeah. this Friday morning. <laughs> it has been a wild NBA Finals. There's been some predictable, obviously, Celtics over Hawks. You look on the other side, the, the Denver Nuggets are cruising. But then there's some of the unpredictable. We see the Grizzlies can't win with Ja Morant against the Lakers. Then they win without him against the Lakers. Giannis is down, but it doesn't look like the, the Bucks had too much trouble with the Heat. But let before we get into that with the NBA, and we're going to talk a little NFL too, because we have the draft next week, which we're going to have an entire episode dedicated to the draft. But let's start with the betting trends so far after a full week of NBA playoffs, Roberts. What are we looking at? What are favorites doing against underdogs? What about home teams versus road teams, overs versus unders? What do we got? You know, Ali, that so that there's a lot, right? But the only thing that just is absolutely just glaring, and I, I can't believe what's happened at this point in the NBA playoffs. So over the previous two postseasons, only 14 times did the favorite win but not cover. So in 158 of 172 games, the winning team is also covered, including the final 28 games last year. Yeah. Allie, they are 19 and 0 this postseason. Crazy. 19 and 0. So as long as you pick the favorite, they're not only going to win, they're going to cover thus far. Now, yes, we, we could point to some uh, skullduggery with Kawhi because yesterday um, the Clippers game was really, it was a hot, hot mover. I think it ended up moving like four full points when we right. realized that Kawhi Leonard wasn't playing. So, yeah, if you got the worst of it, then you're 18 and one. But if you got there early, um, you know, because it moved from like three to like six and a half, seven. I saw some sevens out there. If you got the early number, you're 19 and 0 in the playoffs. It's crazy. It's really interesting. But it also isn't too surprising, Robert. I've been saying for years, I don't like the NBA's playoff format. I actually don't like the play-in game. I just think that those are a waste. It's just another way for the NBA to get money. I honestly think top six teams from each division should make the playoffs. You could even make a case for for five, I think. Eight's way too much. The discrepancy between the number one seed and the number eight seed is too much, as you can make the argument for the number two seed versus the number seven seed. Though I guess people with the Lakers-Grizzlies might have something else to say about it this year. But I honestly (laughs) think that the eight seeds just don't belong in there. There's no reason why you should be a sub-500 team and be playing playoff basketball given the longevity of the season. So I I can't say I'm too surprised. And this has kind of been a trend. And some people might say I'm a bit of a hater for the NBA because I love college basketball more. But we saw this last postseason, Robert, when a, when a team was up, it was, they weren't just up by five, six points. It was a blowout. Yeah. So it almost you almost get that when teams fall behind by the third quarter, they're just ready to wash it, wash it up or hang it up and then wash up in the locker rooms and get ready for the next game. I think it's something that's going to become a problem with the league if it keeps going by. But that let's save that for another day. Anyway, let's get right into the analysis now. Let's start in the Eastern Conference. I'm excluding the the Celtics series because that looks like it's done against the Heat. No, and, Sorry, against the Hawks. No surprise there. We both figured that the Celtics would roll by. But let's start with an interesting one going on so far, Robert. And that's the Cavs and the Knicks. 
what have you seen through the first few games that might either, I know we both picked the Cavs to win, but do you have any consensus that the Cavs will lose the series? Are you sticking by your pick? No, actually, I, I honestly think the way we saw the Knicks perform in game one, I, I really think that they might be evenly matched. It's yeah. a weird, it's a weird thing where, where you think that you'd still need this, um, this uh, format where as long as you've got like a big three or even a big two, you can, you can make it all the way through. Well, Knicks kind of proved that, you know, they can kind of do things in a different way. And obviously with the series now tied, uh, you know, one apiece, it's really not that prohibitive of a favorite for the Cleveland Cavaliers to win this series. Uh, heck, as a matter of fact, I'm hanging a dollar 35 on Cleveland right now. And so that's pretty much evenly spread out in terms of dollars spent uh, backing the Knicks or the Cavs right now, Allie. So I'm sticking by the Cavs. I watched the first game when the Knicks, well, they were pretty much ahead the whole time. Cavs made a nice comeback at the end, but they pulled away. I still like the Cavs here. And Robert, I think what happened at the end of game two with Randall going down, I just think Thibodeau still mismanages his team. He leaves these players in garbage time. So I guess going back to my point earlier, that is why you see a lot of these blowouts that coaches are just ready to, to say, we lost this game. Let me save my starting five for the next game. But I think if the Knicks lose this series, which I still think the Cavs are going to win. They were my pick. I think the Cavs win tonight. I believe they're one and a half point underdogs. I think they win outright in the garden. But I can make a case that I think Tom Thibodeau might be the reason that the Knicks lose this series. Is that fair to say? That's actually very fair. I mean, look, you'll probably point to his track record as a defensive specialist, but I, this is not a league that's built on defense right not now. You, you need, you, yes, you would like to have one, like a, maybe like a, a swingman where he's able to not only, you know, be super effective from the wings, but is able to lock down heck um, even the, the ones, twos, or maybe even the threes. But I think honestly, if, if you're looking to find, an effective team, it's it's got to be built away from the mentality that Thibodeau built. I, I could be wrong there. I mean, this is the best that the Knicks have done in a, in a very, very long time. I honestly think that at this point, I mean, look, Brunson's, you know, he's had an incredible season. Mm -hmm. um, Emmanuel quickly, it, it, no one knew this kid's name previous to yeah. this season. And I, look, I think if there's a way that they can, limit Donovan Mitchell, then they may be, ex be able to extend this out into a seven game series. But uh, uh, it's getting more and more tough for me to, to swallow this as, as a possible advance for the New York Knicks alley. Yeah, I agree. And I think the Cavs just have more consistent depth, I guess is the co correct word yeah. to, to do for it. I think their starting five is still more consistent. You looked at game two, Darius Garland just came out and blew everyone away with his performance. You still have Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, and they have a nice they have a nice uh, bench. I really like I really like Levert coming off the bench. Some of the other guys. So for me, I'm still riding on the Cavs. Who do you like tonight? Then are you taking the Cavs or the, are you taking the Knicks? You know, um, just for the sake of calling back to my stat, I want to see this play. It's all the way through. So I'm going to back the Knicks here and uh, have them win by two or more. All right. Fair to say. I'm still back in the Cavs. I think the Cavs win in six. So I do think that they're going to split two in 
New York, and then we'll see how it goes from there. But I do think the Cavs win in six games. Excellent. All right, we're going to skip the Sixers in the next two because that series looks like it's done. Sixers are up seven or up 3-0 in the series. I said that I think it's a sweep. I believe you said you could see a gentleman sweep for that one. I think it's just going to end up being a sweep, especially just given the – the, the aggressiveness, the, the physicality of the play, James Harden got suspended. I think that the Nets are in way over their heads against the 76ers. Anyway, let's move on to a series that actually is interesting now, and that's the Bucks and the Heat, Robert. Bucks lost game one, but the big news was Giannis was hurt. He didn't play game two, and the Bucks just roared back and blew out the Heat. Tyler Hero was also lost in game one for the Heat. What are we looking at? What is the series looking at now? Is there any concern that Giannis is going to come back and play for for the Bucks in the series? I think not only are we going to see him, I think we'll probably end up seeing him uh, as early as tomorrow night, Ali. Right. Uh, yes, a back injury is nothing to uh, you know snort at, and obviously when he got pulled early in the game, that's when you knew it's like okay, he, he there's there's literally no effectiveness. Not only that, but he was clearly in pain. So, well, I mean, you saw what happened in game two. It didn't seem like they really missed him too much as they right. not only broke the uh, the playoff record for threes, I think they broke the the all-time NBA record for threes made. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be, if it's going to be any way, I, I, look, I don't think that, to be honest, I don't think that the Miami Heat win another game this series. No. Uh, there, There's going to be, you know, some noise, obviously, you know, between you know Jimmy Butler, uh, Adebayo, they've they've been really excelling well. I mean, at the same time, you have players that are coming in from Milwaukee that I really haven't thought that there was going to be uh, a, a lot of noise. But I mean, heck, uh, Carter's doing really well. Uh, you know, from the outside, hitting his threes. Bobby Portis is shooting really, really well. So it's it's the depth right we talked about depth and and what they need to do to you know obviously overcome an injury like Antetokounmpo has so uh i think he comes back uh i don't think that they're going to see him playing more than 3 quarters i don't think they'll need to see him play for 3 quarters ali think about i would almost this one. i think i think that they win without giannis i i do i would almost if if you know if if i'm the gm or if i'm the coach of the bucks I'm going to not play him game three, or at least I'm not going to start him. And I'm going to see how they do. Because again, if you don't need to play him, why waste his minutes, Robert? Why risk another injury? This has been a very physical NBA playoff so far. So I would argue that I would, I would sit him or at least not start him for game three. Is that fair to say? No, actually that's fantastic. It's a great point. I never thought about just, you know, bringing him off the bench. I mean, the doctors, they did have optimism uh, that he'd return sooner than later. You know, uh, lower, like I said, lower back contusions aren't uh, anything to start at. Uh, but from what I'm seeing right here, it says that the report showed no nerve or structural damage. Yeah, um, yeah. maybe a little heat pad, a little massage, get him out there for about 25 minutes. What are we looking at for odds for tomorrow night's game? Is there a number posted or are bookmakers still waiting to see if there's official word if Giannis is playing or not? No, no, definitely. There's there's definitely a line out. It's not as uh, settled as I would like it to be. Uh, we opened it up at five and a half. It bumped up to six for a hot minute before coming back down to five and a half. I think they're really waiting to just see if Giannis is going to play. If he plays, I think this game closes probably closer to six and a half. Uh, but right now, 
five and a half and the total uh, way up to 220 and a half. And I think the Bucks cover either way. I, I don't think it matters with Giannis. I think that Hero's a big loss for the Heat. I just don't think that they have enough to to challenge. I think what happened with the Bucks, it kind of took them by surprise when Giannis went down in game one, to be honest with you. And, you know, sometimes you see these eight-seeded eight teams just come out hot the first game and then they fall back to earth. So yeah, I have no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I think that the Bucks cover this game. I think they win the series with you. All right, let's move on to the Western Conference where we've had a lot more interesting series minus the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. Timber, I mean, Nuggets are up to nothing over the Timberwolves. I don't think the Timberwolves win one more game in the series, so we're going to skip them. But let's go to a fun matchup that we have, and that's the number two Grizzlies versus number seven Lakers, Robert. You and I both disagreed on this one. I went with the Grizzlies. You went with the Lakers. We're looking at a 1-1 tie, which is something I expected after the last two games. Now, heading into game three, Robert, first of all, before we get into more in-depth, is there any word if John Morant is playing tomorrow night? Right, exactly. And that's that's kind of a, a really significant factor here in, in terms of whether or not he's going to be ready to play with uh, you know his hand injury. I say right now it's doubtful. Uh, and to be honest, you know, when, when you have, I mean, look, obviously he was, he was ruled out for game two. They, they won anyway. Um, x-rays on his hand were negative. Uh, and the MRI did show bruising on his right hand. That's his shooting hand. And so if, if it's still bruised, that means it's sore. That means it's painful to the touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and so that would be. You know, and then obviously he still has a full day to rest it. But with this game being played in L.A., the series is at 1-1. I think that we're probably going to have to wait just a little bit longer. And for that matter, uh, you know, we still hung a number. We still have the Lakers as a, a full five points better. Uh, it did dip down to four and a half because obviously if Morant plays, it's going to be shorter. Uh, but now the fact that the game went back up to five alley makes me think that John Morant will not play in game number three. So I do think the Lakers are going to bounce back win game three. I don't know if they cover. I think that this Grizzlies squad plays very gritty. Dylan Brooks has just seemed to be like a better version of Lance Stevenson getting into LeBron's face, getting into his head. It's really fun to watch because I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm still going with the Grizzlies here, Robert. I think John Morant comes back maybe. I don't think he plays tomorrow, but I think he'll be back probably game four, especially if the Grizzlies lose. I think he's going to try to play. The thing that I watched with the Lakers when the Grizzlies beat them in game two is this is still an old team with, with, with LeBron. Yes, you still have some young guys with you know Rui, Hachimura, Anthony Davis. I don't really consider young anymore. He's getting toward the older stage in his career. But this team doesn't is not great when it has to bounce back after a long game. So is there any concern that you have because you did pick the Lakers that this series, as grueling as it's been so far, it might be too much for the Lakers down in like the later games, game five, game six, game seven? Or are you still not concerned sticking by your Lakers pick? <laughs> uh, I picked him to go to the NBA finals. You didn't did. I? So you got it. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to hear was Anthony Davis appearing to say, I can't move my arm before heading to the locker room. Right. I don't know what it is. It's. And here's the funny thing. It's you, you save the players, right. By, by doing, 
the, the best load management you can throughout the year. And what does it matter? Right. You, you save them up, but only for them to get injured in the playoffs anyway. So play on. I digress. So I think that with with the injury that 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 is happening. So forget about John Morant for just a moment. It's we're forgetting that the defensive player of the year, Jaron Jackson Jr., effectively can shut down one or both of whoever he's playing, whether it's Davis or even LeBron James. He's missed. Davis, he's missed 20 straight games, basically, with that right foot stress injury. And now the, the right shoulder is the one that looks like he's probably going to be, you know, tinkering with. Um, he is going to play game three. We know that, right? And I honestly think that right now, based on how much of a swing we have on them to win the series, the Lakers, that is, uh, they're right now minus 170 to win this, even though the series is tied 1-1. Um, makes me think that I'm far more confident in game number three with the Lakers to win and cover. And obviously, if they win in the cover, uh, you're going to double their odds to win the uh, to win right. the series. But I think that there's there's a lot still to be said in this entire series. Uh, if we don't see the likes of uh, John Morant play for the Grizzlies, uh, we're going to see an awful lot of lot of minutes. Of course, you know Jackson's playing no matter what. Desmond Bain's probably going to get the the vast majority of the shots along with Kennard. But I think that honestly. Yeah, it might not be enough for playing against a Lakers team that, you know, I mean, look, John Morant for, for all intents and purposes, he's, he's Memphis's MVP. I, I would, I probably have to say that without him. I don't think that they're going to be able to win this game. Second game uh, in a row over the Lakers. I think the Lakers are going to make the adjustments necessary uh, to cover this one. And uh, as we come back next week to the episode, I'd like to say that the Lakers might even uh, be one game out from winning the series, if not have one at all. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i still sticking by the Grizzlies, so <laughs> I'm going to go with that one. But one thing about Ant- what Anthony Davis said, is it just, I don't understand him. He had such a poor performance in game two, Robert. And then for him to come and say he's hurt, like, is this guy just, all for excuses because I feel like every time he does have a poor game, it's because he was an in, he was injured or something. What are you thinking about that? It's just a mentality, right? And and I just think that honestly, I guess he's at a point right now in his career where he doesn't really have to answer to anybody. You know, he's kind of done what he's done. Uh, but yeah, it's it's different. It's it's he's playing in a city where people care. I mean, it's that they're expected to win championships. Forget about winning games. Uh, but yeah, maybe, maybe he's just, you know, happy with the result that he put in for the day. Um, I, I don't know. I can't speak on behalf of him. Uh, I, I do think that he's putting in max effort, but I just think he's just fragile. I really do. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next series. And this has been another interesting one. That's the number four Suns versus number five Clippers. Kawhi did not play the last game and it showed because the Clippers did lose to the Suns, albeit it was a close game. Robert, do we have any word if Kawhi is going to be back for the next game, game four tomorrow? Yeah, this, this one is definitely, uh, I'm not, I, I don't expect him to be back. Right. So this is, you know, talking about load management, Lou said that he was going to manage him the best he can. Leonard did everything in his power to stay as healthy as he could this year eat right, put in the workouts, 
you know, get to bed early, you know, everything that you want out of a pro he did, but that knee sprain, which he had, it just simply, there was no way he was going to be able to put weight on it. He had no mobility. Uh, and, and, and he's, he's just, he's not going to, he obviously didn't take the court yesterday. They still kind of kept it close. Uh, but at this point with the game coming up on Saturday, um, we're anticipating him being out again. And so obviously, you know, we, we, they've been without George for a month now, uh, without Leonard again, the Suns opened up as a five point favorite on the road, uh, with a total two twenty six and a half. Ali, I, I don't think that at this point, it, it seems to be a downward spiral for the Clippers. And it's, it's sad because they they've got all of the pieces to win a championship. I'm not even talking about Westbrook right now, <laughs> but I just think that there's, there's too much too much of snake bites going on around them. And at this point with the Suns, a 1200 yeah. point favorite uh, to win this series right now. Uh, so basically you're getting anywhere between seven and a half, even as high as eight to one for the Clippers to win this series, much less win the West. Uh, it, it looks like all of the cards are against them now, Ali. I agree with you. This is one where I will say I was wrong with my pick. I did pick the Clippers, but that was contingent on the Clippers staying healthy. I actually thought that it would be the Suns that would be a little more injured. That right. doesn't seem to be the case. They've stayed healthy. So I'm going to switch my pick with you. I agree, Robert. I think that the Clippers are done in the series. It's one thing to play without Paul George. I think you could win without Paul George. You can't win without Kawhi. That's that's what it comes down to. If Kawhi is injured, that's the whole problem. And it's interesting because I was listening this morning, and I'm, I don't usually listen to Stephen A. Smith. But he made a comment that Kawhi was is probably the worst superstar in history. I don't know if I necessarily disagree with that, Robert. Besides the series, really, where he stayed healthy for the Raptors and led them, like this guy and his load management BS and whatnot, I I, I don't understand it. He I don't know if he's purposely sitting out some of these games, or if he's truly or if he's truly hurt. I don't know if he was the healthiest he was with the Raptors in that postseason because he was playing for that next big contract. I don't know. The guy's a mystery. Do you have any anything to say about that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could go back to Pop. Did Pop start all this with his team with, uh, what's it, uh, Tony Parker and uh, Manu Ginobili and, and the like? I think that's where it all started years ago, right, where everyone just started to take rest because – I mean, they're old. I, I think, as a matter of fact, that was where I laughed my ass off. I looked at the injury report. I think Pop put it in where he said that Manu Ginobili is out for tonight. Reason old. <laughs> so that's maybe hilarious. that's just what's happening here. I mean, look, Kawhi Leonard's just, he's, like I said, I, I, I think that he did everything he could to, to be in, in prime shape, but it's just not enough, right? We, we, we expect more. We want more. We want you on the court every game, putting in max effort, hitting every shot. And it's just, it's just not that game. It's, it's a different, I, I have to think that this is the start of just a new culture of, of pro sports alley. It's, it's not sad. the way we used to watch it. I know. <laughs> no, it's not Michael Jordan playing in his flu game and and whatnot and, and this and that. It's, it's terrible. All right. One more series to go, Robert, and then we're going to get into some NFL news before we run out of time. Kings and Warriors. This has been every bit of fun to watch as I hoped it would be. And it especially game two with every, we all know what happened with Draymond, but it's lived up to the hype that these two teams don't like each other. These fan bases don't like each other. 
Now the Kings are up 2-1 on the Warriors. I'm a big fan of the Kings. They're my dark horse to go all the way to the championship. You had the Warriors in the series. Has your mind changed based on what has transpired so far? Is it too late to jump on the bandwagon? No, go. Come on. <laughs> you could be I the next person be- to uh, pound the beam. <laughs> they do there. I want to like the beam with you. Yeah, like the beam. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, obviously, look, they, they, you know, Golden State did come back and, and did what they had to do without Draymond Green, without the distractions. And now the series is two to one in favor of Sacramento. But when we look at the next game going forward, Sunday, uh, and that's the first game that we have posted up, Golden State, of course, not only will still be hosts, uh, but they will have the services of Draymond Green back. The Warriors, we opened up at seven. Uh, against Sacramento. They're up to seven and a half in the total, 238 and a half. What I like to look at more than that is actually the series price. And this has been just uh, you know, one shovel of of bets after another, you know, coming in from both sides. So this game is as close to pick as I could probably find, which is which is a fantastic thing because it's swayed, ebb and flowed right back and forth. And even though Sacramento is up two to one, this is a pick 'em series at this point. You probably would guess that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. There's a good chance that the Warriors, they play very well at home. They're 33 and eight at home this year. They, I I do think they actually even up the series. I don't know if they covered. It looks like it's a big line, seven and a half, but I do think that they win game four. It's just when you play in Sacramento, Robert, I think that crowd is so ferocious. I think that they get on Draymond Green. They know how to get under his skin. And when he plays like he did in game two, it's actually a cancer for the Warriors, and I think it throws all their game off. So I'm still sticking by the Kings to win the series. I think it's going to go a full seven games, and it should be every bit as fun. But, Robert, I actually think if the Kings get past the Warriors, they're a dangerous team. Like, can you imagine the Kings, say, in the next round, if they played, if the Lakers actually do beat the Grizzlies, if the Kings played the Lakers? I don't know if the Lakers could keep up with the Kings. Can they? What do you think? No, there's no way they'd be able to. I mean, it's the Sacramento Kings as we haven't seen an offense like what the Kings have done this year ever. Right. And and it just seems like the buckets just come easier and easier for each single, you know, every quarter that they play against the Warriors. It just seems like they've unfolded them time and time again. And so even though the the, the team, the Warriors are still the favorite here in this series. And in this game, I still think that this game, this is the one that I think gets really, really close. Uh, yeah, they they did fall flat. Obviously, you know, once they you know left the the friendly confines of Sacramento, things do change, and that's probably where their downfall is going to be. This one's going to be a series that I honestly think is going to end up going seven, Ali. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So I'm still sticking by the Kings, and we converted Robert. This is great. All right, well, <laughs> that is the end of NBA talk for today. Quickly, a few NFL updates, Robert. We are one less than one week away from the NFL draft, and Aaron Rodgers is still a, a member of the Green Bay Packers. I've been saying since the beginning, I still don't think it, the, that trade goes through with the Jets. Now you've been hearing whispers about, is San Francisco going to come in and make a deal for Aaron Rodgers? What are you looking at, Robert? What do you think is going to happen in six days is Aaron Rodgers going to finally be a jet or is that book going to be closed on New York? You know, Ali, Aaron Rodgers should have been traded some time ago. Uh, but it looks like both sides now appear to you know really, really dig in. I don't know if there's, there's anything that's really going to be happening. It's because there's been communication now for weeks. 
Ali, we're so close to the NFL draft. Why hasn't this trade happened yet? I mean, I still don't think he's going to be a Jet. I just, I <laughs> don't, I don't think he really wants to be a Jet. I know he said he intends to play, but I think this is him trying to get back at the organization. I said, Robert, we talked about this back in January. I said, if I see Aaron Rodgers getting traded, I think he's going to be a San Francisco 49er. It's It just makes all the sense in the world. How nostalgic would it be just going back to the team that, that just overlooked you in the draft back in 2005? You bring them a championship. Robert, they're the only team he can go to right now that's championship ready that needs a quarterback. If, if I'm Green Bay... I give them to San Fran because I think San Fran will give up that number, that first round draft pick. I don't for next year. They don't have a first round this year, but they will give up next year. I don't think the Jets want to give up a first rounder for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't blame them because I don't think Aaron Rodgers elevates the Jets to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC. I think Aaron Rodgers elevates the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl in the NFC. Do you agree with that? I do. Uh, And so let me let me ask you this. If you are the general manager of the Green Bay Packers, uh, would you take in lieu of draft picks? Oh, maybe. Let's say I'm I'm really stingy with my picks, and I and I don't want to give out any picks for Aaron Rodgers. Would you take Trey Lance for him? No, I, I think Trey Lance is a bust. I don't think he's ever going to have a healthy season. So no, I would actually rather go with Jordan Love than than with Trey Lance. Okay, very good. I, I said like that, that when the day they drafted Trey Lance. I said, what a horrible trade, and they traded up for them. <laughs> they did. Crazy. Anyway, yeah, I think that he is going to either be a Packer or a 49er. I don't think he's going to be the Jets. And then, Robert, if you're the Jets, what do you do? Who's your quarterback next year? This is getting yeah, – it's getting bad to worse for the Jets. And, and it's incredible because they they are one last piece away. Uh, I don't know, Tim Boyle? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, oh, it's no. very, very bad right now for the Jets. They need a quarterback and – if they don't see that this is going to come down with like, you know, it's the day of the draft. I'm telling you, he's going to be Carson Wentz is going to be on the jets next year. He's going to start week one for them. (laughs) I said this back in January. And if this is the case, I want to replay that episode for everyone to hear. Let's do it. Yes. Our QB carousel, but one more QB. I do want to talk about Robert and that's Lamar Jackson. I don't know why the Baltimore Ravens, wanted to give Odell Beckham $15 million. I think that is insane. And I love OBJ. He was one of my favorite players to ever play in the New York Giants uniform. I still have my jersey ready anytime he wants to come back to New York. Not at 15, 15 million. I think that was a ridiculous signing, but hey, I'm not the GM of the Ravens. Is there any deal that gets done with Lamar Jackson, Robert, or you think that he ends up playing on the franchise tag this year? How about this? How about he's not even going to be on the team no matter I, what? I've said that from the beginning. I don't think he's going to yeah, be Raven. Exactly. I, I've started. I'm, now I'm in that camp completely. I mean, heck, I'm pretty sure I just, if, if I don't remember, I saw maybe it was on Monday. I'm pretty sure that Snoop Huntley already signed his restricted tender. So he's in and he's already working out with his team facility, uh, you know, down in Tampa, basically throwing with his teammates. Lamar Jackson's nowhere with the Ravens at all, completely unsigned. And, and at, at this point, 
I when I'm looking at the Ravens, I'm keying them in with Huntley as our quarterback. I, if I'm the if you're the Ravens, do you call up Houston with number two or Indy with number four and see if they want to swap that pick for Lamar Jackson? Yes, definitely. Uh, so actually, uh, on the other side, let's let's put the GM hat on you again for Houston. Um, give up a couple of first round picks for Lamar Jackson. Okay, here's my thing with Houston. Why it makes more sense for Houston? That division is atrocious. You have the Colts. You have the Titans that are on free fall. I don't believe the Jaguars are still for real. I know they did win a playoff game, but the Chargers are used to blowing playoff games. I still think, and I they didn't do anything to better themselves this offseason, so I think that they aren't that good. Lamar Jackson makes you the best team in that division. If you are looking to win right now, and I don't think, Robert, there's any quarterback in this draft that is going to get you to win right now. I don't think it's Bryce Young. I don't think it's C.J. Stroud. I definitely don't think it's Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. If I'm Houston, I'm saying... This year and probably next year, I don't see a quarterback that's getting me to the level that Lamar Jackson's getting me this season or next season. So I pull the trigger and I make the deal. How about you? Yeah, I I would too. You're absolutely right. Framing it that way, they definitely go from bottom dwellers, forget about in their division in the in the league, to winning that division. I completely agree with you. So I would do it. Um, you know, you save these number one picks to get a quarterback. Well. Not only are you getting a quarterback, you're getting, you know, one of the most effective ones that you could ever have, definitely in their in their franchise's history. So I would do that deal, too, if I was Houston. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. I know we could talk so much more, but Robert and I will be back on Wednesday next week. We'll do an NFL draft preview. I know I'm excited for my New York Giants. I would like to get a wide receiver. I don't think we're going to get a wide receiver in the first round, which is fine. I do think we still need to address the secondary, particularly cornerback. I would like to see another edge rusher. Quickly, Robert, before we sign off, your prediction, who's the Giants going to take in the first round? Yeah, absolutely. And (laughs) I could only wonder if there's going to be time to take a look and see if we're going to be able to acquire uh, a, a wide receiver, maybe, um, heck, I, I look, I, I want to take a look and see if we could stretch out this field, but maybe we instead, we take a look at another angle and take a look at maybe Devin Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be able to slip and, you know, we'd be able to get him at cornerback. That's going to be a, a, a long ways away uh, before we're going to be able to take a look at our, uh, I did it again. Are. It's fine. Uh, exactly. And it did slip again. But I honestly think if if we're looking at a at a good position, uh I would want to go and, and see if maybe we find ourselves either on the edge or on a shutdown corner. Uh definitely wide receiver, but I, I wonder if the depth at wide receiver uh is going to be able to have us take a look at one in the second round. Uh man, this thing's next week. Yeah. Well, we will talk about it all next week. I actually, if I'm the Giants, I wouldn't even mind trading the pick, to be honest with you. I I think that if you can trade it, get an early, another early second rounder, I'm not opposed to that. But we'll talk more next week. Plenty to talk about who's going number one, how many quarterbacks will be taken in the top 10. Those are always fun prop bets to take. Robert, thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, I hope you enjoy watching the NHL and NBA playoffs this weekend. And take care.